Hey guys and welcome to this new episode of my podcast. Uh, so at the end what happened was the exact thing that I feared and many other Manchester United fans fear. We missed out once again on the drop points of our rival teams like Leicester City and Chelsea and capitulated and in the end conceded a 96th minute equaliser at the hands of Southampton to finish the game 2-2 at full time. Meaning now we are level on points at 5th place with 4th place Leicester City with 59 points equal and but United has Leicester GD goal difference with 26 while Leicester City has 29. So they're at 5th, uh, they're at 4th. While Chelsea at 3rd has in, even though inferior goal difference but uh, more points, 60. Now United if yesterday had won the game against Southampton we would have had 61 points which means we would have been on 3rd place. We even were at third place for, like, I would say, 80% of the game. But then again, a very, very awful start and then a very, very even awful ending. Just resulted in, in the exact thing which I, uh, which I was fearing and many others were. It's funny how, uh, how yesterday on my podcast I said the same thing, that United has, uh, United has a habit of, in recent years, dropping points when you expect them to actually gain on the advantage of their opponents. I have like, this season only the numerous numerous amount of times I've seen Chelsea drop points, Leicester City drop points. Say uh, Wolves at the time when they were above us, they dropped points, and United certainly in the in the following game either drew or lost. <clears throat> the Aston Villa game in I think at the time of December was the same thing. The Southampton game, the Burnley game in the first half of the season around 2019, all these games were against easy teams which you think United would be easily winning. But what happens in the end is we lose or we drew. So it wasn't surprising last night when that 96 minute equalizer went in, you know, Obafemi came in and uh, I thought he he looked uh, fresher. So I expected United to maybe put in a back five or I think, in my opinion, rather than getting someone like uh, James or Fred, Daniel James or Fred for Mason Greenwood and Bruno Fernandes, I would have honestly kept Bruno Fernandes in the side because you always need that opposition uh, creative edge to keep your opposition on toes. And I would have rather put on Eric Bai. Now, Eric Bai would have... I'm, I'm convinced, actually, if you... If that corner, Eric Bai was in there marking Mikhail Opafemi instead of Victor Lindelof, Obafemi wouldn't have gone in to score that 96-minute equalizer because by no matter how many mistakes or how much injury-prone he is, in 1v1 situations as well as uh, in defending set pieces, he's a really, really good defender. But we didn't, we didn't bring on Eric Bai and we didn't defend in the corner really well. And Well, if you look at this footage, which I just saw today morning after waking up, Maguire, uh, I don't even have words for that. Maguire was marking or or pulling or whatever but he was stuck on Aaron Van Bissaka who was his own teammate our right back of Manchester United while the Southampton players are completely free and Victor Lindelof who was man-marking Mikel Obafemi there's nothing and Obafemi goes on to score the 96-minute equaliser again this is also one of the reasons why I hate zonal marking United has been constantly using zonal marking ever since uh, I think it's been since years now. With under Mourinho, we had brief amount of periods where we were doing man marking, and the results were good. When you can, uh, when you used to see Fellaini, the likes of Fellaini, Matic, and 
Uh, Chris Smalling, the tall guy, is man-marking other players. We really conceded from set pieces in terms of corner. Free kicks were other thing, but set pieces we really conceded. Now it's a different thing. Zonal marking, it's, it's known in the world for being a bad type of marking. But I don't know why people still do it. And we are also doing it when the result is right in front of our eyes. The right in front of our eyes. We are not defending corners really well. We're conceding easily. And, and to, maybe in training, I would say, one or two of these mistakes would be ignored and it wouldn't look very, very big mistakes. But uh, yesterday's game, in hindsight, really proved that how much that, that, one, min, that one second, that one second of uh, marking the wrong man or not marking the right man completely changes or alters the dimensions of the game. We were winning 2-1, we were on course to getting the third place on the table. And then bad marking, bad corner tactics, and we end up conceding and sitting where we were at fifth place with 59 points. Now, is top four completely over? I don't think so. I yesterday also said in my podcast that I was expecting, first of all, United to drop points. They did that. But then I was also saying that in the next three remaining fixtures of the season, we com- currently completed game week 35 in Premier League, which means that game week 36, 37 and 38 are still left. So three games remaining. United has the easiest fixture as compared to Leicester City or Chelsea. Chelsea has, uh, I think, Liverpool and Arsenal in the, in the coming days and also uh, Sheffield United. But Leicester City has uh, Wolves and uh, United to play only. While United still has a bit easy fixtures in terms of our next game is Crystal Palace and then West Ham United and then Leicester City themselves. So uh, in the in the game week uh, game week 37, where I think Chelsea is playing Liverpool, while Vol- uh, Leicester City are playing Wolves, both teams you expect Chelsea and Leicester City both to be dropping points in those games, while we are playing West Ham United. And West Ham United can be a difficult side, but can also be pretty awful on their bad day. And United can certainly put them on a bad day if if we play really good. So Game Week 37 is again a very good opportunity to jump into the third place. And even if not Game Week 37, I feel that around the time of 38, when we play Leicester City themselves, if we keep on managing the same amount of points as Leicester City, we can eventually beat them and gain the fourth place position. Then of course the the Champions League playoffs and everything comes into play later on but at least our position would be 50% secure in the Champions League currently it's not currently we're 5th place we we are in Europa League and if we win the Europa League it's a different thing but that is, that is also a very far-fetched dream and uh, currently looking at the teams with the likes of Ajax Inter and um, RB Salzburg I really don't think uh, in Europa League it's a 100% surety we're going to win it while the league the direction with the league is quite easy so our utmost focus would be at the, should be at this point to gain the top four in a league yesterday what happened really did hurt but we, we can't do anything rather than move on and forget it and of course the, uh, learn lessons from that uh, lessons from that game and I think the biggest lesson first of all for me would be drop the zonal marking get in man-to-man marking or at least a mixed marking where the likes of Maguire, Lindelof, they know who they are marking. While at the same time, uh, I would say in terms of substitution, we really need to see if we are if we're defending a one-goal lead, like yesterday, like a 2-1 lead, a 3-2 lead, we shouldn't be bringing off the likes of Fernandez or Greenwood, at least someone in terms of our offense. Because what happened 
last night in the second half. The majority of second half, United was inside their own box. All 11 players were inside their own box. Exceptionally, Martial or Rashford at times were the only one going on a solo run in front of Leicester. But majorly, United was inside their own box. And we hardly, hardly put us any threat to Southampton. What happened as a result? Southampton pushed, 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 pushed. In the end, got an equaliser. Well, I am convinced if we were playing the way we played against Bournemouth or say... We've been playing ever since uh, the restart of Premier League after the lockdown since June. In every game, we were playing free-flowing football, tension-free football. Yesterday, we were just completely capitulated under pressure. Our football had no flow right from the first first whistle. And players looked scared to run, scared to pass. They, Bruno, I don't know what happened to Bruno. In every game, I was seeing Bruno shooting at goal from outside the box. Yesterday, there was nothing. No shot, no... No, even inside the box shot. So it was a it was a bit different and saddening sight to see. So of course these are the lessons I would say we need to take from this game: improve of improve on corner marking and improve on our substitutions, as well as players need to realize that how to battle pressure because United really at times when you least expect United to win, they win because there is no pressure, and when you expect United easily to win with the likes of Bournemouth or Southampton or Burnley or Aston Villa they kind of fluff out and have a difficult time in winning coming on to the next game of Crystal Palace which uh, is some time this week only I think um, it would be a difficult game in terms of uh, if we give the likes of Zaha or Jordan Ayew or Luka Milivojevic quite room because we, I was watching the Crystal Palace versus Chelsea game uh, I think just two days ago no, not two days ago I think it was last week before the defeat of Chelsea uh, Chelsea even got, um, narrowly avoided defeat in that Crystal Palace game they won that 3-2 but uh, Wilfried Zaha really came close to scoring at many, many occasions so Crystal Palace uh, I would say in the last 10 minutes of the game really, really ups, really, really upped their momentum and Zaha and Townsend and Milivojevic, all of them push forward. So, if we are on a, say, three or two goal lead by 88th minute mark against Crystal Palace in the coming game, I think it would be a bit, still a bit safer. But if we are either uh, either on a deadlock, say, <coughs> nel nel or 1-1, or if we are defending a one goal lead, I think it would be really, really difficult to get anything from that game uh, if we go on with that momentum. And it's and the situation which even makes me more scare, scared is uh, the injury to Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams. First of all, respect to Brandon Williams for but he was still on the pitch and he still uh, was trying to get better after what happened. It, it looked like a horrible collision with Kyle Walker Peters. It was a bloody collision. There was lots of blood by blood flow by Brandon Williams. So I really really hope that uh, he recovers very quickly. But uh, the the situation is really, really scary. We don't have any left-back right now, 100% fit in our team. Luke Shaw, I don't know, with this skill, uh, Solskjaer yesterday said that they're still awaiting scans. Williams, the same thing, scans are to be made, so we'll get the news by today evening or tomorrow morning. Um, I think what what will happen now if both of them are unavailable is either Delot would be playing left-back, but then Delot again has his fitness issues. He cannot play 90 minutes. So maybe Fred at left-back, and interestingly, I don't think Fred playing at left back would be a bad option because Fred is good at defense, at tracking back. He is fast and he is left-footed, so it wouldn't be a bad idea. 
or say 60 percent, uh, 60, 65 minutes, we playing Delot at left back and then Fred for the remaining part of the game at left back. But uh, it would be really, really interesting to see how Solskjaer copes up with that. And uh, yeah, these would be all the points I would be considering right now out of the game against Crystal Palace because. After yesterday's defeat, whatever we can do is learn lessons and move on and keep our heads high and wish we're still gaining some momentum on the likes of Leicester City and Chelsea so that again, if and when they drop points, we're there to take on. Although, yeah, United, <laughs> you really don't expect United to gain any points if the other teams are losing. It's, it's like a bad habit, which United needs to drop, really. Okay, guys, so that would be all for this podcast. Uh, I'm currently keeping my podcast quite short, this 10-15 10, 10 15 minutes podcast and doing it more frequently. So there'll be soon a next, next podcast pretty soon and a new topic. So stay tuned and thanks for listening, guys, and be safe, be healthy. Bye-bye.